Hey babes, it's high noon of the Bebe of Corral, and you have entered the Bebe of Podcast, an empowerment and comedy podcast from two Texas gals spreading confidence like confetti and giving you encouragement and tools to feel babe as fuck. We're so happy you're here. Settle in, buckle up, and let's go. Hey y'all, we are popping in this week with another collaboration with our Voyage Dallas babes. Um, This week we are with Krista Rae Johnson. We'll be happy to add her social medias into the show notes. Um, We do want to give a bit of apology. There is some back and forth before we actually start the episode, um, but I was having trouble editing today. Um, Just a little bit of like, can't sit down today, have to move and do all the things. So um, please give us grace in that. And there is some backward noise throughout the episode in both of our houses. Um, We didn't realize it until um, you couldn't really hear. So just keep an ear out for Krista as she's talking. We're so, so excited to have her on the pod today and have another episode up with our collaboration with Voyage Dallas. So we hope you guys love it and we'll um, add her information into the show notes. And don't forget to check her out on social media. We'll see you guys next week. Only in looking this way and not that way because I had like 27 meetings today. So I just put on some more blush and lipstick and brush my hair. Oh, you're Here so cute. I thought I'm going to immediately put on sweatpants because I was like, fuck these clothes. <laughs> I look really cute and professional today, but I'm about to shoot my foot off. Or something. <laughs> you guys looked so pretty yesterday in your photo shoot. I followed along. Thanks. You're welcome. They were sweating gross. It was you, really hot. Looked gorgeous. What was it for? Was it for pr- promo stuff for your podcast? Yeah, just for fun. Mm-hmm. We like to get together like once every. I don't know. We like to see each other like once a month, if not more. But we uh, like to just do a little bit. Like our year anniversary is on Friday, like way before this podcast episode is actually airing. But um. We were trying to do some promo stuff, but we couldn't find anyone to kind of help us. So we were trying to do it on our own. So our together pictures are a little bit uh, wonky. Wonky. <laughs> Self timer's a little crazy. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see them. And I welcome back, like I said in DM, welcome back to the dark side with your dark Thank hair. You. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Karina's been. Now I, now I feel left out because I've been dark my whole life and I decided to. Um, I have a lot of gray hair. Mm-hmm. So it's. A, coloring my hair every three weeks we decided to blend it in with some blonde and I really apologize I'm in my apron and I was barbecuing so there's no apologies like this is just let's like. show up how we want to show up right also let me sure. see your apron yeah show up. I have cute aprons but I don't cook in them they're just it's apart. just my it's just my simple one uh, oh her simple one she's got others <laughs> yeah oh okay Super low key, you'll come to find out very quickly. And I know that you do a lot of on air interview stuff, but you can be as like loose lipped as you want to. We really have no rules. We don't do well with like how to properly intro or exit. So, um, buckle nice. up. <laughs> I kind of love that because I have to stay in the guardrails most of my life. So it's no, we're never on rails. We don't really ever. This is the we have we've done three interviews in the last six days yeah so for us this is very structured and weird um but we're working, 
I feel so like you're like this perfect little Barbie doll on my screen. And I'm like, let me drink out of my Golden Girls cup here. Um, also, where did you get that cup? That is so I, cool. I don't know. Amy got it for me. I think like at Target or something. I don't know. It Thank has you. a it has a top and a big straw. I love it. You only knew how old lady I was watching <laughs> Shiro and Golden Girls like on the road. Yes. I love that. Okay, so, so we have Krista Johnson on the pod today. She is another one of our Dynamic Voyage Dallas babes, and we're so, so happy to have her. Um, like I said, you can totally be as authentically unfiltered as you would like. We welcome it wholeheartedly. Um, so tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. That is a great question because I feel like right now I'm rediscovering myself. So maybe they can help me and you guys can help me. So professional background is I grew up in corporate America at some point, just decided I was tired of contributing to someone else's vision and mission. And I needed to figure out how to bring mine to life. But I had two missing things, which I had no time and no money. So that was kind of an issue. So I was lucky to kind of figure out along the way how to align myself with the people and the experiences so that I could start a business. So I did that. I started a creative and marketing agency called Luminary 2. I gave 80 hours plus of my life for a few years to that. And I will just say the experiences were fantastic. The people were amazing. I loved building a team. I, I loved having that experience and it wasn't for me. So it was another, okay, well, corporate America wasn't for me. And creating a startup agency and building a team from two to in the 20s. Okay, that's not for me. So what is for me, right? What am I going to do? That stuff isn't for me. So that's the process I'm in right now is figuring out what's next. And I've got some really exciting things happening, yet I very much am in a space of discovery. Awesome. Um, I've been stalking your Instagram for quite a number of weeks since we saw that you were applying to be on the podcast and your on-air presence, we want to like show up in a pantsuit every day and like just slay the freaking day away. And I know that you've been doing a lot of on-air media stuff. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Or is it still kind of in the, like, I'm not sure I'm filling in. Like how, how did that come about? That's an awesome question. So for me, I started working with my counselor and my spiritual teacher because I feel like I've got, I need like a crew of people to keep the ship sailing. We like to call that the glam squad and that doesn't necessarily have to be um, makeup related, but yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my glam squad for the, in, the looking pretty on the inside. How about that? Yeah. So my glam squad. There um, you go. Yes. We started talking a lot about discernment and pausing and that that's what this phase of my life was going to be about was about discerning the right experiences from the wrong and not right or wrong on a scale of like moral or ethics but right or wrong for me in my journey so what's right what's wrong and then also you know what's going to be a fit for what I want the next phase of my life to look like and so I really believe just I started putting it out there to the universe, which sounds so woo-woo, but I wanted to get back into media. That was my first love growing up in corporate America and being at Sephora and doing media with Sephora. That was what I loved. And so I just, it's a really crazy story actually. And I know we have a little bit of time, so I'm just going to tell it. Go yes, on, girl. Tell it. <laughs> Come on. 
in July, um, before I walked away from Luminary 2, um, I found an old picture in my phone when I was cleaning out some photos. I found an old picture from my Sephora days, and it was the light that's on top of the studio when you go into the studio. And for people who aren't familiar with that world, you flip the light on to let people outside walking by the studio to know, hey, we're on air right now, we're live, so you know, be quiet in the hall. So that photo was something that I took one of my first days on set with Sephora years and years ago. And I remember that, just that joy and that green and that newness that I felt in that moment. So I found that picture, the sign that says on air, lit up for Sephora. And I tossed that up on my Facebook profile as my cover photo. And I thought every time I get on Facebook, I want to remember that I, I want this new phase of my life to look like this. And so fast forward to August-ish when I left Luminary 2 and decided to try something different. I started engaging August, September with the CW Network. One of the former producers from the CW, Melissa Plaskoff, owns a company called On Air Media. That's exactly what it's called. And so I felt <laughs> that was a sign that this person and then these experiences, I just needed to lean into it a little bit. And because I've done that, I've been exposed to some like just incredible opportunities already. And I'll be launching my own business soon and then also partnering with On Air Media in a a different capacity, maybe a leadership capacity that's to be seen yet, but it's just really exciting. That's awesome. So it's that is so awesome. You like come back to a particular picture because we, the reason why we wanted to do our photo shoot this weekend was because when we first started, so like I said, our year anniversary is November 13th, which this is probably going to air sometime in December. So you guys will just have to go back and find on the grid. But anyway, we wanted to do um, kind of like a, not necessarily a better photo shoot because our girlfriend took our photos and Sammy is amazing. But we, Karina pointed it out. She's like, look at these two pictures. Like we are completely different people mm. from when we first did this before we mm -hmm. even like push launch on the podcast to where we are now. And there is a um, drawing in my office and it's been up on our social media for a while, but it is a picture of a woman with a high ponytail, a suit jacket that says baby fuck on the back. She's carrying a suitcase and she's flipping off whoever is behind her. Yeah. So that picture I got at an event women's in Austin before Bebe even became what it was. I knew that I wanted this to be like a lifestyle concept, but I didn't know how to do it. And like, I had to frame it. I was like, I have to see what that stands for all the time. Mm -hmm. All the time. Absolutely. And honestly, that whole imagery of kind of flipping off lovingly. Yeah what's behind me. I feel like I really had to let go of that, whatever was behind to be able to propel forward and see what's in front. And I still have no idea what I'm doing. I mean, there's, yeah. there's a Naeem Calloway quote that says, um, some, I'm going to botch it, but basically sometimes the, the best step is, you know, it's a teeny tiny step, but just take the step and that could change your life. And I feel like not knowing what we're doing, but taking the leap, like what you, what you guys did with your podcast, no one else knows what they're doing either. No one else knows. We are all guessing our way through life. So I, as a 34-year-old, have removed the pressure I've put on myself to have it figured out and to be perfect. And I'm committed to showing up more authentically and vulnerably because that is what we need. We need each other to be that way for each other. Yep. Just if you see me looking down, I'm a note taker, like random note taker. So <laughs> I apologize if I'm not looking at you the whole time. Uh, 
Um, all right, so I know you kind of went over a little bit of this question I'm about to ask, but tell us what was a pivotal moment for you, either something, someone, or an event that happened where you just said, okay, this is it. I need to change the world right now. I need to do me. This is the moment. Mm -hmm. I think it, it's probably like a series of moments, but it was happening in corporate America when I was working in Sephora. I was loving learning. I was a sponge, you know, it was my first big girl job and I was kind of young in, in my role, I guess you would say also in age. Like I said, it was my first one and I'll never forget um, my leader. I love, we lovingly referred to her as Laura Sephora. She (laughs) encouraged me to be myself um, in meetings. We've had these cross-functional meetings, right? Um, These big meetings with VPs and SCPs and, you know, directors. And here I am, like just young and green, what my role was called a specialist. I was a training specialist. And I'll never forget, she encouraged me in those meetings to speak up, to be myself, to play. I felt like I needed to be like business Barbie in a way. I felt like I had this idea of what a businesswoman should do and how she should act and how she should show up. And I was really hard on myself. I would be quiet and share the ideas later. But Laura Sephora said, uh-uh, we're not doing that. In these meetings, you are going to show up authentically yourself. And fast forward a few years later, as I was doing that and just trying to show up authentically, I got this national award for Sephora called the Plan Guiding Award. And that was just a like for me a pivotal moment that said whoever you are and the gifts that you were given the weird things that you say the your funny personality your big hair you know whatever it is just show up and be that person because that the right people will reward that and I think I learned um then that if I was authentic to myself I would repel what wasn't meant for me and I would attract what was And I've tried to take that in through the rest of my career and I guess just adult life that if I show up truly myself, people aren't going to like me and that's okay because those aren't my people. They were never my people. And the people that will love me, they will love me and those were always my people. That's awesome. I love, like we've been, we've been figuring out that um, when you find the people that are still going to be your people like when you're in that type of transition um that you can definitely continue to move forward like not even knowing if they're going to be around right but you kind of have to just like you're taking the leap in doing a whole new gamut of things like they will stay or go and it's interesting to see kind of like how that dynamic shifts um In regards to that, I know that there are probably some amazing mentors throughout your days. Um, Are there any that predominantly to you or um, that you can um, enlighten our listeners about? And and also, um, are there any books that you're currently reading or have previously that kind of light the fire for you? Yes. um, I feel like I've been super, super lucky just to have women, you know, strong women mentors in my life, people like, you know, my bosses at work, but then also I would say just my friends. I mean, I I feel weird sometimes calling my friends my mentors, but we've all really talked about how we're kind of a board of directors for each other, like a group of women who kind of, you know, board of directors steers an organization or steers a, you know, a company and the strategy. And I feel like 
I've had these women around me that were my friends, but they, we all had just different skill sets that we could really help each other with. And so like when I'm struggling with something, I know exactly who to go to if it relates to money or finance, because that's one of my friend, my friend, Amy, her strength. If I'm having a hard time with how to like have a difficult conversation or word something, that's Courtney because she's a super strategic communicator. And I kind of stopped waiting to have that formal mentor. You know, people, when they say mentor, they think it's like this formal person that you're going to go meet with every month. And that's okay. Like those formal relationships are great. And I've had those and I've got a lot from those, but I will tell you, I think I've even gotten more from just looking at my circle and their strengths and saying, how can we be here for each other? So I think that's the, the answer to the mentorship thing and the books. I mean, I am a nerd. If you, you know, I know you guys probably, you two can see behind me because we're zooming, but um, I have so many books and I, I love books. And for me, Brene Brown, I mean, she's my queen. Like I worship me some Brene Brown, everything from gifts of imperfection and learning how to show up with our unique gifts all the way to daring greatly. Like if you're not in the arena, I don't want to hear from you. Like yeah. I listen to women who are in the arena and men who want to give me feedback. And if you're not daring greatly, and you're up in the stands, that's fine. Not everybody wants to be in the arena, but don't come for me because I'm in the arena, honey. That's what I'm doing. So I love running around. felt like when I watched her, like when I watched her um, Netflix special, mm. I cannot, like I probably read that quote from Peter Rose about like the whole thing, like once a week. It, it is Good so thing. freaking pivotal. Let, I don't know if that's word. Pivotal, there we go. That, okay. um, you kind of have to read it every week if you need an affirmation. Mm-hmm. That's a badass affirmation too. I mean, she, I love that she took that quote that's kind of a, you know, ancient in our world and our standards of, you know, new media and things like yeah. that and brought that back and then just created a concept around the whole idea that we need to, sh- when we show up vulnerably, that's actually strength. That's not fear. When you emote, that takes courage to do that. It doesn't take weakness. And I'm, I'm so thankful for just her as a writer. I also really love Glennon. You know, she's talking a ton right now about some things that aren't easy, you know, like pushing and challenging the norms of what expected of her. I love her books. And I would say the other person that I really love or other book I really love is, uh, it was big for me, is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. And she talks all about using your unique creative gifts and bringing those forth to the world and having the courage to do it regardless if people like it or not. So I would say those have been pretty big right now, big themes in my own life. Nice. I was on mute. Sorry, I have teenage boys and they're super loud. So I super apologize. But um, okay. What advice would you give your younger self? You are 34, obviously you're still very young, but let's say 10 years. And I also have a train. I live in a small town. So now you're going to hear that. Um, so let's say what advice would you give your 14 year old self and your 24 year old self? I think the 14 year old self, I would say that people are going to want to label you and that they're going to want to put you in a box. So that way they understand you because it's easier to understand people when we can label them and we can decide, are they like me or are they not? Are they other or are they not? Um, I would probably tell her, don't worry about that kind of stuff. You don't need to be one thing. You can be anything that you want to be. So if you want to wear lipstick, you can also be valedictorian and be smart and show up girly. 
Um, if you want to hang with the, you know, artsy, fartsy potheads, you can do that too. And then you can also go run student council. I think that 14 year old self, I was so trying to figure out what lane I should be in and what label I was going to give myself. Um, I mean, even specifically down to like, what gender am I going to date, right? I mean, those were the things I was struggling with in high school. And I would just tell her like, let's just not worry about it. It's going to be fine. You're going to figure it out and you don't need a label. Um, the 20 ish year old self, I would say, stop drinking so much, like study a little bit more. What are you doing? Like you were too wild. I partied really hard in college, but I also got a good GPA. So, okay, whatever. Um, I like to call that balance. <laughs> that's right. Hashtag balance. And probably I would just tell her that, Hey, life's going to get kind of hard. Like you're going to go through some shit, but you know what to do. Like you have it in you. You don't have to seek outside. I mean, it's great to have your glam squad, like we talked about, but you're, you already possess inside you everything you need and you are a match for every mountain. So when that mountain pops up, just, just dig in and go because you're going to be fine. You're not going to die. It's fine. <laughs> I think that when we're younger, there's always a type of pressure, whether it's outside influences or like even on ourselves to be like, okay, we're 24 now, we're old. Like, but, but God willing, like the span of your life does not stop at freaking, you know, 25 years old. Like, I think it's good that even at a younger age, you would definitely tell yourself not to categorize as much. Um, we are both like super nerdy um, people that did pretty sporty things. If that makes sense. So we're right with you in that, in that regard. Um, and you could say that we probably drink a little too much now and then we <laughs> like five days. So yeah, I, we're good. I um, drink way too much, probably more than I should now, but I didn't, <laughs> I had a kid before I was 21. So I had to live that life. So I'm like making up for my life right now. <laughs> you reverse aging. It's, you're like the anti-aging. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I was so ugly when I was younger too. So I think I'm just getting better with age. <laughs> I just thankful social media wasn't around when I was in high school. Oh my I can right. imagine the tragic things that would be seen. Just tragedies. Mm -hmm. like, I can't even. Mm -mm. I don't want yeah. to. I have actual photographs of them. I don't need them to be splattered on the uh, <laughs> internet. Yeah. So true. I, I remember when I graduated from college, you know, Facebook came out when I was a freshman in college in my, in undergrad. And so I remember the professors just starting to have conversations at the end of my undergrad with like, Hey, you know, maybe those photos of you like doing the champagne bong, you know, on the table should probably come off before you apply to those nonprofit jobs. Cause I was convinced I was going to be an attorney. I was studying for the LSAT, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And so I remember going through and just deleting all of the bad behavior and it's probably a good idea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I still haven't deleted bad behavior and I'm doing okay so far. So <laughs> maybe it's just the field we're both in. Who knows? Yeah. Um, okay. So do you have any tips for boosting your confidence um, to yourself or others around you? Like, what do you think are your big go-tos in regards to like how you boost yourself up either during the day or how you try to do that to others around you as well? Um, I would say I, I do, you know, a lot of like public speaking and camera stuff. And I feel like I have a ritual like that I, I do to ensure success for that. And for me, it's always preparation, which is 
not very sexy, but I feel like I'm my best self when I feel prepared. And I feel like it's almost like those guardrails we were like mentioning earlier. If I can give myself guardrails, then the magic can happen in the middle. So just knowing if, if it's confidence that I need to like speak well, or maybe if it's confidence for a big pitch to a potential client, it's just knowing the things I want to do and say ahead of time. So that way the magic can happen and I can just kind of express myself in the middle. It's not about memorizing it. It's just about being familiar with it. So I think that's the first thing is preparation. And the other is I always felt my best self when I am in comfortable clothes. So I have stopped trying to wear things that, I mean, I've left Spanx. Spanx were left in 2019. I will never put on Spanx ever again. Like ever again. And I'm not going to put myself into things that I need to look or shrink smaller for. That doesn't make any sense to me. So that's done. So I'm going to wear comfortable clothes so I can feel confident in my clothes and not worry about if like my fat roll is hanging out or something and lipstick. Like I always feel my best self when I have on bright lipstick. Um, so those are the like kind of more shallow things. I think the other thing is talking to people that love you. For me, if I need a confidence boost, it's just texting my friends or calling my family or talking to my partner and saying, hey, like I'm getting ready to do this thing and I'm not feeling so great. And they mirror that love to you uh, that you have given to them so many times. And honestly, I think that there's nothing better. That's awesome. Speaking of lipstick, give us five. <laughs> yeah, um, just you. You only have it on today. I know. Give us five of your favorite products, something you love to wear, something beauty product, makeup, hair. But give us the name and the brand if it's something that we can all go out and buy too. <laughs> okay. So I, for a long time, have not wanted to invest in proper hair care. Mm. Dye my hair black. It's dark brown. I don't, you know, bleach it or anything. And I have pretty unruly curly hair. And my stylist this last year and this year totally kicked my ass. And she said, you were paying to do, you know, get your hair done and all these things. Yet you use shampoo that is less expensive than your weekly Starbucks. I don't know. So basically for the first time in 2019, I started investing in expensive shampoo and it's painful shampoo and conditioner when I do it, but my hair has never been better. And I want to shout it from the rooftops. It's called, the brand is called Shu Uemara. And I can spell it for you, but it's S-H-U-U-E-M-A-R-A. And their hair care is completely changed my hair. I have to write that down. Hair. I am. In your notes. Well, it's, it's, it's awesome. So if you guys are into that kind of thing, like kind of more luxury hair care, do that. I also love NYC, you know, or NYX, the NYX brand at Target. I'm obsessed with their, I don't know if I have it with me, but their little matte lip creams, they're to me better than any others that I would purchase at Sephora. They last just as long mm -hmm. and they're dollars. So I'm all about that high low life, honey. Um, I love the skincare brand called Belief, B-L-I-E-F, and it's a great brand for people that have acneic skin like I do, acne-prone skin. I think those are some of my go-tos right now. That's not five. I need two more. What, what makes you feel the best, like, clothing-wise? Like, I'm down for good old pair of distressed jeans. Karina mm -hmm. is a great, like, Karina has the best graphic tees. Like, she'll just show up and be like, that's so cute. 
Where's it from? So are you like a pantsuit kind? I know you said comfy, but um, are you like a kneeling skirt and a, you know, great shirt? Are you like jeans kind of girl? How do you like to? I'm all about the free people dress. Like free people dresses are everything to me. I will save my pennies and buy one free people dress instead of three or four dresses from other places. I've learned that in my 30s now that I'm going to buy like one thing that I can wear a bunch. So like what I'm wearing tonight is a free people tunic and it's so comfortable, but it like has a somewhat of a professional like neckline so I can wear it on camera if I need to. Wore it to meetings today, you know, but for me, it's a flowy dress, um, whether that's winter or summer. I'll throw on a pair of tights and a boot if it's winter. And if not, I'll just, you know, wear it bare legged and live my best. That's right. That's awesome. Hmm. Interesting. I wish I could look I'm looking them up right now on like, Instagram, just FYI. <laughs> I wish I could be more like you guys and be like the rocker kind of vibe, you know, like I tried to do that, that thing, like that graphic tee thing and, I, and like, and jeans, like jeans like hurt me, like where they hit, I'm like, oh, they like make me, I don't know, but I want to be cool like that. I'm just, come on. Well, we're very, we're very like different. There's a lot of stuff that Jess wears that I'm like, I could never wear that. Like, I don't know what you're wearing, but I could never wear that. Um, I am, I am the queen of the velvet bell bottom. Ooh, yes. I have like three different pairs, um, but they're very weird ones. Like I have a pair of black velvet that have red roses on it. I have a pair of crimson and cream, like horse or vertical striped ones. I like can't get away from the bell bottom. It's my mother's fault, but gorgeous. Um, I also love a good skinny jean and a boot. Like I, I just am, I just can't help it. And then Karina, like she, I dress up every day for work, like heels and every day for work. So you can find me like in shorts and a t-shirt and yoga pants and tennis shoes. Most of But you do rock a blazer pretty freaking seriously. Like you have with my gym shorts. Colors. I'm like, there's more than a black like Working from home, I'll put on a blazer and I probably have no pants on when I'm doing videos with people. So, welcome yeah. to 2020. Nobody has. That's right. They're That's now right. called hard pants, <laughs> <laughs> not just pants. Yes. Now have an adjective, which. <laughs> okay, so you talked a little about what you do to prep for like on air stuff and how to like boost your confidence. Um, all together, but do you have a list of things that you try to accomplish like in the morning as like a morning or a night routine? Um, what kind of helps you feel balanced like when you're not prepping to go do something? Mm-hmm. Right now I'm, I am doing a lot of like different things, right? So I've got my clients I'm doing brand strategy for and PR for, I've got my stuff I'm doing at on-air media I have some other things in the works. It's like some like writing and like some book thing that I'm working on. So I, I have all of these things that are kind of competing right now. And when I wake up um, to start my day, I have to figure out how am I going to kind of put all this in, in a way that still leaves room for creativity. So I'm not just completely, you know, sucking out my joy and scheduling every moment, which side note is old Krista. So Old Krista scheduled every single moment of every day. I, like I said, I worked 80, 90 hour work weeks. There you go. 
I mean, you have kids and you, you have like probably have tons of stuff going on when you get off work. I was just working until nine or 10 o'clock every single night, you know, not really like thinking I loved it because it was my business and my baby, but not really realizing what I was doing to myself, my mental health, my relationships, all of that. So I think what's unique now is how I kind of approach my day is on Mondays and sometimes Sunday nights, it just depends how I'm feeling. I just kind of map my week and I look at my week and I think, what do I need to accomplish this week? And then what would I like to do that's going to cultivate joy, which again, sounds very woo woo, but I realized that was really missing from my life before. So my routine on like a Sunday, Monday is just to look, what all do I have going on? And then I don't schedule it back to back anymore. You know, I leave room in there just for kind of, you know, little magical things that I never had time to do. Like an afternoon nap. I mean, God forbid I would close my eyes in my old life for 30 minutes. Right. And just be quiet and rest, um, or to take my dog on a walk while the sun's still out. So those are new things that I'm doing that are a result of really mapping my kind of my work week. And I feel like from a daily perspective, just waking up and having coffee with my dogs, I have four dogs, but they give me so much joy. So in the mornings before I really open up my laptop or, you know, look at my phone, I really try to just be quiet with them and drink my coffee and just kind of sit and it, sometimes mm-hmm. I read and sometimes it's just nothing we're dog people too not that we I don't like cats Karina is indifferent but like I have two I don't she like has cats. 14 she's 14 she didn't really have 14. I do not have 14 I have four don't <laughs> even I have 14 I like rabbits in the dog department but I um mine one is really grumpy and one is really hyper and we couldn't even bring any ones in here they'd go nuts I'm fixing I, to have 14 rabbits. You do? I'm fixing to. Yeah, we get them in like three weeks. What? We get new rabbits? I say we, like I'm, I'm, like I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah, we have four dogs and then um, the boys show rabbits. We live in a little country town. So I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, so you can like show steers and show pigs and show lambs and my the boys show rabbits is it like a dog show but for rabbits uh-huh so you have them in a little pin and the judge comes by and touches them and if they're fat and healthy and feel good then you place and you win a prize you win money okay okay i'll show them and, and then all these people like sponsors and stuff they like add on to your to your rabbit sale and <laughs> i yeah so some people world. win like some people win like a hundred dollars and some people win like five thousand dollars, ten thousand yeah. We're in the wrong business, y'all. Mm-hmm. We need to be showing, showing rabbits. rabbits. Uh, <laughs> yes, come live in the country. In 2020, we're gonna call it Baby F Bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> come live in the country. Seriously. Um, well, good. We were super excited. Um, and I know we probably took a little longer to email you back, but we were in the process of transforming ourselves. Um, so we needed a little break and we're still in the process of doing it, but we've loved this. This is our favorite part. Just likes to talk a lot when some, we ask this question. I'm looking at her cause she's like in the top of my screen. You're on the bottom. Anyway, do you have any questions for us or are there things that you'd like to know about us? 
Yes. So I think it's really interesting that you are working with such close friends, you know, like to me, that is in a dream in a way that you could have this passion project on the side. I, you know, you both have talked about how you have full-time jobs. So what is the, I mean, what's the dream with this thing? Like, where would you like to see with the two of you working together in this way? Like, what would you, if there were no rules and there were, was no, there were no boundaries and you could be super honest. you were like totally frozen now you're back did you hear the question <laughs> I heard it until the word honest and I don't have any idea what just happened we haven't really said anything we were just worried okay. about you being perfectly frozen and I said oh. do you want to answer or do I want to answer so you I was answer. starting I'm I need to take a minute go <laughs> okay when we started we had a goal just to start like we talked about it literally I text her and I said, Hey, I think we should start our podcast. And within about an hour, she sent me all the graphics. She said, how does this look? I said, fine. Okay. And the next or that same Saturday, I think it was a Wednesday. And that same Saturday we met, we sat down and talked about what we wanted to talk about, what we were, our platform was going to be. And I don't want to say we even made a goal. I think our biggest goal at that point was to start our I feel like our goal is just to empower women right now because I could say we could, we want to travel all over the world. We want to talk in front of all these people. We want to do all this stuff. And that's a big goal of ours. But if our goal was if we could touch one person and change one person's life, then we would feel accomplished. And we are doing that little by little. So as we keep evolving, I think our goal keeps changing. Um, it's nice to get those messages just to say, we loved your pod this week. I loved what y'all talked about. Thanks for sharing the pictures that you share. I feel like right now in our involvement, that's our goal. Mm -hmm. um, I'm still surprised that more than like two people listen and that two people is not us. Yeah. Um, which I think is really cool. I really hope the remain like the beginning part of this, it still shows recording. So, I don't know if I just had a glitch or what, but I paid the bill, guys. I paid, <laughs> I paid the bill, okay? Um, I don't think it. I don't think it ever stopped recording. Okay. <sighs> I you guys completely went away, and then it came back in, and then we were all back together again. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell just happened? Do you have? Do you think we have a different goal, Jay? Um, I think that is a good goal. Um, I completely agree i would like us to be like the big scary tell all the goals right now but i do that on a regular i can't keep a secret um i'm really excited about the 2021 workshop that we're planning that we were supposed to have in october of this year but then we pushed like three more times um so that is a huge thing i would like like karina said i would like that to be more often than not um I want it to be like a snowball effect. Um, 
there's a lot of security in my current full-time job. So I would hate to be like, Hey, I just don't want to work there anymore because I love the company. I love people that I work with and I've been there for a very long time. And so it's just interesting to, to feel that dynamic. My husband's been a freelance writer for about two years. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's been a little bit of a roller coaster. I've got to watch him do that. And it's terrifying on the financial end. <laughs> we still live in a house. We're still doing fine, but it's just interesting because yeah. sometimes you just have no idea. And so I want this to have more security. Um, but I can't push where that security comes from, if that makes sense. So, um, we're very woo in, woo woo in the way that, that like, um, whatever is going to come is going to do so organically. Um, yeah. and we'll just, we're, we're nudging right now, as opposed to like fully jumping into the Barton Springs 72 degree pool. You know, you know, what's so interesting though, about what you share is I, I feel like sometimes there's this desire or this push to that we have to monetize our passions yeah. and that the thing that we really care about, which you guys have demonstrated here that you really care about empowering women, that it has to like take over and it has to become the thing that, you know, pays your, your mortgage. And it, it's so interesting because I feel like the universe really placed a, a burden, like a good burden on your heart to empower others and to do that. And to your point, if you can just do that, if that's your goal to empower women, then you're doing it right now, you know, at, at 8 PM on a weeknight after <laughs> you probably put in a long day of work and, you know, you're showing your dedication there. So I just give you kudos because I feel like there's not enough people that are talking really openly about, Hey, we have full-time jobs and we're good um, at our full-time jobs right now. And we're not trying to like monetize this to where we can, you know, we're quitting right. tomorrow. It's about just yeah. sharing and being empowering for others. And, I think one other thing that you said that is so on my heart recently is this idea of kind of like co-creating, like there's this bridge and, you know, here we are and our life is this bridge and we don't really know necessarily where it's going to lead, but it's our job to get on the bridge. Like yeah. we got to do our part to, to step on there and then the different opportunities will lead to different things, but you guys are on the bridge. So I give you big kudos for that. You're on the That's bridge, right. girl. You're on the Thank bridge. You. That's that's what we want people to that's what we want people to do is get on the bridge and when you get on the bridge you figure it out from there like and I know materialistically and intimidation like we can look like a hot mess right now have no makeup on and then people look at you like oh well Krista's on the bridge she's got herself all put together we're not going to get on the bridge and we don't want people to feel like that. We don't want people to feel intimidated by other women. And that is our goal yeah. is to, everybody has a story. Everybody is, can be powerful. Everybody can do their part. There's a, there's a place for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's really a role in this ecosystem of needing to empower others and love others. I feel like our collectively, like we are hurting, you know, as a species, I feel like there's so much, hurt and healing that needs to happen. And just when we show up for each other in this way and we can just be honest and that to me is like mm -hmm. a step in healing. So it's really yeah. beautiful. And I also feel like in like the community sisterhood situation, like mm -hmm. we've talked about this in a previous podcast, it's probably like one of the first ones that we recorded, but we feel like um, sometimes the sisterhood is a sham because like you said earlier, your people will stand up for you when you make a drastic pivot, right? But but it's very interesting because Karina and I met through 
a network marketing company, but we stalked each other on Instagram. So like not really even knowing each other in person was very pivotal for us. I think because we had an opportunity to build a deeper relationship before we actually even met each other. Also mm-hmm. the way I met my husband, but like, I think it's interesting that when you have the opportunity to even build relationships, like had it not been for voyage, like we, you never would have been in our radar. Like we're not in the Dallas area. We have friends that are there, but wholeheartedly, like we wouldn't come to a networking event on a Tuesday night. You know what I mean? And have you be there potentially and be like, that's how I met. Like, I think it's really awesome that you mentioned a bridge because I feel like even though there are steps to be taken to get on the bridge. Like a lot of people are afraid to get on said bridge. Yeah. Now, like, the reason why we're here, the reason why we're still a podcast and still showing up every week, or if we don't, we say, Hey, we got to take a break. There are a lot of people that when we started just a year ago that had podcasts and we were in groups together and we were talking, um, that, they're no longer doing what we're doing. And the fact that we still get to show up and come up with new concepts and be creative and, and talk to people like you, like it really blows my mind. Like mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. And I know that our community is very small, but I'm thankful to know that it won't always be like this small, but our mentality is going to stay the same just because of the kind of people that we are. Yeah. Like, we're still like, oh, one person listened this week. Awesome. Like, thank you. Like, mm-hmm. and that's super helpful for us. Um, okay, so anything that you'd like to end on? Anything fun you have coming up? Where can our listeners find you on social media? I um, am a chapter leader of an organization called Upward. So Upward is a organization that's all about helping women build up, meet up, and move up. And we are really focused on the fact that there's not enough women in C-suite level positions and then also in that director level position and above. And we're on a mission to help empower women and really create an old girls network within corporate America so we can help each other advance. You know, you asked that question earlier about mentorship and Upward and organizations like Upward really provide opportunities for mentorship. So I would just like to take this opportunity to tell people to you may can go to upwardwomen.org and look and see if there's a local chapter. I also host a lot of different virtual events and it's all focused on like kind of boring stuff, like how to have conversations uh, with your leader to have career advancement, how to negotiate a pay raise, how to uh, find that journey to the C-suite if that's your, your goal. So even if you're in Austin or Dallas or Houston or wherever you are, we can always invite you to virtual events. And it's, being a member is completely free. We're a nonprofit organization and we're just really passionate about sharing information that nobody's really telling you and how to advance and get forward because we believe that uh, women in leadership can really do amazing things if we can really help propel women forward. So we're seeing it in our media right now and we're seeing it in our political system. So it's exciting to see women advancing and we just want to continue that. So upwardwomen.org and we'd love to have you. Thanks. Um, Where can they find you on social media? Also, we're totally in, by the way. Come on. Yeah, it's free. Why not? Um, (laughs) I'm just my name, Krista Ray Johnson with an underscore at the end. Like there's another one maybe, I don't know, but had to put my underscore. So that's me on Instagram. That's where I'm the most active. And I'm also really active on LinkedIn. It's kind of like 
the parties on Instagram and then the business is, you know, on LinkedIn, but I still try to keep it, you know, authentic and fresh in both places. Nice. That's awesome. We're so thankful that you popped on today. I know it took us a while to figure out what the hell we're doing. Oh, this um, is awesome. <laughs> Thank you for having me and allowing me to be a part of this in kind of the closer to the beginning stages of all yeah. this. I have a feeling that one day I'm going to be looking back saying, oh yeah, we Zoomed at night one time on their podcast. I'm sure we will be saying the same about you very, very shortly. So Thanks. we thank you so, so much. We adore you. And um, we can't wait. Can't wait. For you to see what's up. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. We're very, we're very, very weird at see, ending what? these things. So. <laughs> oh my God, do I get leave? I don't know. <laughs> okay. well, yeah, no, we're do I know what I'm doing? Do I like him? Like, what the? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> All right. We love you. We're pushing the button. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. <laughs> we want to send you a quick thank you for listening this week. We always enjoy popping in and seeing everyone on the platforms. And if you don't know, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Babe AF Pod, as well as emailing us or sending us collaboration inquiries at the Babe AF Pod at gmail.com. We are so, so excited you guys are here. We can't help but be so thankful that y'all have shown up for us over the past year. Can you guys even believe it? It's been 12 whole months since we've been a podcast. Um, we just want to keep giving you encouragement to stay Babe AF. And uh, we can't wait to see you back next Wednesday. So see you then. Have a great week. <laughs>